Hi everybody, welcome to the Elm Park Rules podcast sponsored by Blue Collar Foods. Well, it was another defeat yesterday for Reading as we head into the international break as we headed to Bristol City and Reading managed to attain another defeat, unfortunately. With me to discuss it today, I've been joined by Matt. Hello. And making his debut on the podcast, we've also been joined by Jordan. Hello. And let's get straight into it and discuss the first half. Um, obviously, the first 10 minutes or so for Reading were quite quite a slow start. And the, uh, we, we, we conceded early on again. We don't need to dance around it too much. And it unfortunately wasn't even the first chance that we gave up. And after 10 minutes, Jeju scored for Bristol City and Reading were 1-0 down. Um, what were your thoughts on the goal which we conceded, Jordan? I mean, it's um, it was obviously very poor in terms of defensive marking, um, how you can leave someone like Jeju so free in the box so early is, um, is pretty surprising. Um, it's it's always hard to tell really what you can count as a sort of an individual error and what is more a sort of system error and something you can sort of pin on a manager or the training or anything like that. Um, to me, it just looked like Miazga didn't pick up his man. He had a guy at the back post, but Eadam should have been covering that. It's, it's just sort of assessing where the biggest threat is and surely that's got to be the target man in the box for a cross coming in um but it's it's you know it's the type of goal we've we've seen us concede a lot really yeah we have conceded a lot and as you say it does look like Mianzka's kind of dropped his man and we've ended up with three centre-backs in the box but Jeju finds himself in a lot of space there um, obviously, this isn't that wasn't the first chance we actually conceded in the game. Weimer missed a very, you know, very good header from about six or seven yards and put it over the bar uh, before that as well. Um, what what do you think the issue with this with three centre backs seems to be, Matt, when we're defending? Because it's not the first time that we've conceded early on. That's the fourth fourth game in a row now where we've conceded a goal in the first fifteen minutes to go behind. Um, I'm I think it's more individual individual just stupid stupid errors because it, it, it was the exact same as at Swansea with um, I think it was Baston's header in in the second third minute just completely unmarked Seem, seems to run between run between the men um, and it, it would the goal, the goal against Bristol um, obviously Miazga didn't track his man but also, also Morrison got got pulled out as well so he had about a about a five yard space right in the center of the box which you know, if 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 you've got someone like like um like Jeju in the other team, they they they're gonna, you know, they're gonna score. It's and it, it's it's just stupid stupid mistakes, and it's not it's not a new thing. I'm not sure that's quite quite tactical. Um, maybe the the the, the stopping the cross in the first place because you had, um, I think it was both Richards and um Ajaria, um, see, seemingly chasing chasing heels to try and to try and um, stop the cross. But um, but yeah, it, 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 it's just stupid mistakes, and and it's 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 a recurring theme, really. Yeah, we do seem to be letting a lot of chances up early on in a lot of games now. Um, and as you say, Ajaria or Richard maybe could have got there to block that cross, but Elias didn't cut back, put it across on his left foot, and Jeju managed to head a pass Raphael fairly comfortably. Um, and Bristol went one up. Um, so following that, moving on from from the goal, Reading obviously tried to react, and uh, Mate had a nice chance about midway through the first half, in which uh, he had. I would like to say it was a a tougher shot than perhaps it comes across. Um, the keeper makes a good save with his right foot, right foot, left foot. He makes the save with his foot either way. And um, I don't know. Do you think Mate should have done better there, Matt? Um, it was a difficult chance. It was slightly running away from goal as well. Um, but it, it it was pretty much it was pretty much a one on one still. Um, and when 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 you look at how poor we have been in those situations, um, and especially given game situation, you know you've got 
you know, you 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 have. Well, if 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 you want to be a striker at this level, you know, you've you've got to take those chances. And 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 if you don't start taking those chances, you know, you're going to start having real real problems. It was a it was a brilliant chance. It was a good save. Keeper did well. Keeper came out and obviously closed the angles. But um, but 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 yeah, it's, it's it it was just one that given how many chances we had in the first half as well, we had very few chances. You know, a chance like that, you've just got to got to make the most of. It's it's a big chance, but i got to say, it's the type of chance that I never really think Mete's going to score. Um, we know he's pretty one-footed, so going in on that right foot, and we know that most of the goals we've seen him score have been... Instinctive. Instinctive or about physically dominating, you know, a fullback or, um, you know, power from distance. And he has scored some sort of some neater finishes and, and he's obviously got sort of spectacular ones in his locker in terms of like um, some of the technique on some of his strikes have been brilliant. But there is that different type of, there's a different type of striker that thrives on those situations and knows exactly what to do, knows exactly how to position themselves and how to um, sit a keeper down and put it over them or pick a corner and, he just doesn't seem to be that sort of player. Um, certainly not yet. You know whether he'll develop into that. I I don't know. But it it's not. It was a definitely was a good chance, and it's definitely a chance you look back and you think, oh, you want him to be scoring. But it's also a chance that I wasn't that confident he would when he was going in on goal there. I think the phrase that springs to mind for me is that he's not really a striker's striker. He plays up front and he is a striker, but he is not a. You're not. He's not your prototypical striker, as you say. He seems to have one, one, one type of shot as well, and he just tries to. He, he will just try and power it past the keeper every single time. He'll just smash it and hope almost, um, which might work twenty percent of the time, thirty percent of the time. But and it was pretty much what, 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 what he did. What, what he did then. He just, he, he just smashed it there. But it's, you know, his, his goal scoring record is okay. But, but like you say, you never, you never really. You're never really fancying him whenever he's, you know, one-on-one and stuff because of just, like you say, the type of striker he is. So following on from Mate's, Mate's chance, we did have another chance in the first half, um, but Reading really struggled to to create in that first half, it felt like, and a lot of that came down to a slight change in system from what we've seen so far. Um and we didn't really see Richards or Yeardum really push forwards quite as much as we have in recent games. Maybe that was a reaction to the Fulham game, um, where we did see, I think, Yeardum got caught out at least once, maybe twice for two of the Fulham goals um, positionally and, and got caught quite high up the pitch. Um, did, do you think that's a, do you think that was maybe the right or right move to, to do, Jordan, uh, yesterday, to try and like get your fullbacks to hang back a bit and give Bristol a bit of less space on the counter? Sure, I, I can understand it. Um, so I said in the build-up to the game, once I saw the team lineups, that it it looked much more like the sort of teams we were putting out towards the end of last season, where we would use the back five away from home and um, we would sit deep and be organised and not give up too many chances and try and hit teams on the counter. And I think we we saw that a bit with the like the striker selection as well. Both Mete and Puskas um, offer um, the ability to sort of make runs in behind. So I could understand the idea of holding the wing backs further back, um, just as their sort of base positions. But and it goes hand in hand with conceding so early. If your system is set up to to counter, then can't really do that unless there's space in behind and um we didn't win the ball well back back well enough in that first half um and bristol scored early so there was they had a sort of an arm's length really they could they could sit a little bit deeper and and to be fair their center backs did very well in terms of dominating ours um so i can understand it in theory and i and it's always sort of easy to go back with hindsight and say it was the wrong choice so I did get it I understood it 
But particularly down that right hand side with Yeardham, that's where so much of our um, chance creation and ball progression comes from. Um, especially when you haven't got Swifty in the team, um, it really, really was laboured in that first half. There wasn't any sort of plan on how to attack, on how to bring the ball forward. Um, and it looked like it was crying out for somebody to link that play, like a boy, like a Zhao, a different type of striker to try and um, give us a different way to get up the pitch because Bristol in that first half were so comfortable with whatever we tried to do, um, even with the couple of chances we created. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree. We didn't, we just didn't really have that option in the middle of the field, despite the fact that we weren't creating out wide. And um, it was something that we commented on while we were watching the game yesterday as a group, and it felt like all of our chances were being created through the middle of the field. However, we didn't actually create much or push the ball through the middle of the field because we didn't have anybody there to to really, you know, progress the ball, as you say. Um, it, it, and it felt often that we had Richards or Yeardum crossing the ball from a much deeper position. Yeah. And crossing the ball much earlier yesterday. It just all seemed a bit bit lost when what, what, once 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 they got the ball and there was there was no real pressure when, when Bristol had the ball. Um, and and pretty much once 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 we got the ball, we seemed to try and lump it long. And that and that was it because there, there there was nothing really like say to to link anything up. They were just lumping it forwards almost, and 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 then Bristol were just recycling it and coming again. And we we we, we didn't put any pressure when they were on the ball, and it, it we 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 couldn't seem to muster anything even when we we're on the ball when we got it. So, and I I think as you say, Jordan, we aren't very the, the in theory the, that um the team selection yesterday actually is not a bad idea you can kind of understand what the logic is by keeping your wing backs a bit deeper however there isn't any reaction on the field from reading really in that first half we we generally seem to play the the, the same way the entire time uh once we were one nil down up until half time um do you think it's a lack of leadership on the field, Matt, or do you think it's a lack of plan B? Um, I think it's it's kind of a lack of both, and I think also you've got to you've got to question obviously how how Gomez set it up um, at the start because I think I, I think in theory it's a good plan. Um, in in theory, what what they try to do, you know, you can't really you can't really disagree with it too much given what happened Tuesday in Bristol. You know, you're going away to to potentially a top six side at the end of the season but I just think execution of it was just it was woeful um which you know you've got to pin some of that on the manager but also the players they they you know they 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 were doing it so confidently almost last season um but it, it, whether it's a lack of leadership on on the field I've said it before about about that there just doesn't seem to be any any leaders in the team Liam Moore just half the time just looks like a lost lamb in in the back of the defense he doesn't really he, he's not commanding enough and 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 it's strange really when when especially when he brought in someone like Morrison as well with his experience his leadership qualities that that we should still be having these these problems at the back you know you should effectively almost have two if not three if you're going to count Miazga there because Miazga obviously is a very experienced player you know two maybe three incredibly experienced players to to lead the back line and to give confidence but they just they just don't they, they, there is no confidence there there's no leadership there and it, it, it just all looks lost I, I definitely do think there's um a real lack of um and i think it's been the case for years to be fair of of players making on-field decisions that make sense um at the time um so i i do wonder with the game yesterday how much it took um our players and our staff by surprise that the bristol paid 442 um like i haven't really seen many of their games this season but i think a lot of the time they've been playing sort of the three at the back similar to how we have um or some form of it a 343 or something um so that took me a bit by, by surprise and i heard a few fans on the way up sort of quite surprised by it um 
and when you take that into consideration the the way we set up um formation wise um didn't didn't work um you know they paid a pretty standard you know Bristol are a good team but they paid a pretty standard 4-4-2 and the two center mids they had were picking the ball up pretty deep um most of the time and we were set up with three center backs at the back and sort of as we've sort of said a pretty stand like a back five with the wing backs sitting pretty deep and then you had Pele sort of screening in behind in front of the center backs as well and the issue that I sort of saw time and time again in that first half was um you know he's basically protecting that sort of number 10 position but there was nobody in that space Bristol weren't pulling anybody you know Vyman moves around a bit and they have a lot of fluidity in the way they play but they weren't pulling anybody into that 10 position so it meant that um I mean Pele had a bad first half anyway but um it meant that he was constantly late to every pressure situation he was late to every tackle and he was just chasing shadows that entire first half and it and it felt um that felt like a a tactical issue um, and I think one thing that we've seen time and time again is um, players not doing their own problem solving on the pitch. Um, like that was pretty apparent that, that that was an issue and he was wasted in that position. Um, you know, he's with Rinomoto, he's probably, you know, our most aggressive ball winner. Um, and, you know, he's, he's sort of flattered to deceive a little bit in his time at Reading, I would say. but. Um, you'd think someone would realise that that was an issue and that the role he was supposed to be playing um, wasn't actually adding any value and you'd, you'd change it. But we don't seem to be able to do that until Gomez gets them in at half-time and then sort of talks them through what he wants them to do. And we've seen like teams come out, our teams come out a few times over the last, you know, this season and, much better in the second half, you know, really poor first half and come out better in the second half. And it just feels like the players can't do that for themselves, even in simple things. They can't make those decisions on the pitch, really. Yeah, that's pretty true. We struggled with um, managing to get the get the players to actually make any kind of reactive reactive change yesterday during that first half. Um, Obviously, coming into half time, we did actually make a change at half time. Uh, if not a player change, we did make a tactical change. And for the first time this season, we've seen Liam Moore come into central midfield, which took a lot of people by surprise, I think, in the second half. Uh, he pushed up into central midfield and we played four at the back for the first time in a while. Um, it did feel like we were probably slightly more solid though with four at the back and more in central midfield or at least playing central defence midfield trying to win the ball back a bit earlier and put Bristol under Bristol under a bit more pressure the the issue I guess with that is that you're playing Liam more out of position I don't I, I understand Gomez's idea behind that and it did seem to work um Matt, what did you think of Liam Moore playing in midfield? Do you, do you think we looked better? Or do you think it was just a kind of a desperation situation where he's kind of given up on five at the back there for the second half? I, well, I thought, I, I did think it was desperation. Um, it, it just screamed. When, 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 when you see it, it's, 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 it's what you always see when, when, when a manager is almost coming to, to the end of his time. He will always try... He, he will always try things that you look at and just think that you know he, he he's lost the plot almost and it it, scre- it did scream that at the time um the saving grace it did work it did work and it did work really well but i think a lot of it is because of the game situation you know bristol were pretty content or seemed pretty content with 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 their lead and you know they they you know, they, they they pretty much changed system in the second half and pretty much tried to shut up shot, which is very risky to do at one nil. But um but it 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 it, it did it did work, but I I just can't really 
I can't really see how how he's going to continue with it going forwards, playing playing more in there. Um, but for the for the for the game, sure it worked. But I mean, it 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 was a strange one, really strange. Jordan, do you re- do you reckon it's something that we could see going forwards? Do you reckon it should be we should we should maybe see Liam Moore in that central defensive midfield role? If you're going to play the three centre backs, maybe put put a centre back there instead of playing Pele because, as you say, Pele's flattered to deceive and. Liam Moore, at least he's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of aggression going into that central defensive midfield role. I I don't think we will see it again. Certainly from the start, I think it was um, uh, I think it was the right thing to do. I think it was um, it it solved the issues we were having in, in the first half. Um, and actually, I'm going to give I'm going to give Gomez a bit of a bit of props for that because I, I actually don't think personally that um, Bristol sat back. I think we we have seen that like second half of Fulham, that was Fulham really just you know playing the game at a walking pace, and that's how we got back into that game. That didn't feel like that to me yesterday. I think we wrestled control of that game back by putting another man into midfield, and more importantly pushing Rinomota further forward, um, not for his attacking ability, but for his ability to, to press further up the pitch. Um, I think what we're more likely to see, to be honest, and, and what I would like to see is um, a return to, to a four at the back, but um, maybe going forward more of a solid base of two players um, and, and have Rinomota and Pele and like I've seen a lot of people calling for this, um, and I and I get it. Um, we'll see whether it works, but I can see doing what we setting up the same way we did in that second half with two midfielders sitting, and then having your more creative players further forward. Um, there was there was a lot of elements of that formation in the second half that is sort of my preferred Reading formation. I I like Mete, but I prefer him out on the wing. Um, because I like his ability to beat fullbacks in the air and sort of with his pace and power. I think he gives us something there. And I think I also, for me, it's becoming more and more attractive to to have Ajaria sort of loosely starting from the left. Um, so what I wouldn't be surprised to see is, is we stick with the same formation. I, I doubt we'll see more in there. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I think it was more horses for courses uh, yesterday. But I think we'll once we have everybody back, I don't think it'll be a choice of Swift or Ajaria. I think we'll see Ajaria playing from the left, Swift in that sort of 10 position, and then the more solid midfield that we've sort of been looking for of, of Pele and, and, and Rinomota sitting in more of a pair in front of a back four. I think, I think that's what we might go for. I think the problem the problem there there is though when 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 people say about playing playing four at the back we played four at the back against Fulham it was atrocious we played four at the back at the start of the season it was atrocious every time we we played the four two three one effectively because that 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 that's what we have played when it's been a been a four at the back it has been utterly woeful. I I disagree. I don't really think we've played four two three one particularly. We've played yeah. four and then Pele sitting in front of the two and I don't necessarily think we've played with the two anchor midfielders yet this season. Yeah. Similar to how we've played last season. Um it it's be, funny, like that's supposed to be his preferred formation. Like it, when it's what we played last season generally. We when played, he was hired we, we, we sort of heard that, you know, he's <laughs> there's funny, we, we heard that he was sort of tactically inflexible and that he stuck to this rigid 4-2-3-1 and then in the end you know by the end of the season we were probably playing more of a 4-3-3 with sort of Baker holding and Ajaya and Rinomota and then at times we're playing five so he he showed that he is sort of flexible in that Um, but I do wonder whether we'll go back to that sort of double pivot and and see what it can do. I, I do feel like the the problem we you know, we do have with that double pivot this season, at the very least, is we are actually missing a player really to play alongside Pele. Um, obviously, we have Rinomota there, but he's not really a defensive midfielder. I, I, I would liken him more to a Steve Sidwell, James Harper, actual centre midfielder type player. 
um, who gets up and down the field and mm-hmm. puts himself about. He's not a he's not a player who wants to sit in front of the back four necessarily, um, and that that probably comes down to a, a failing at the transfer window. We we haven't we haven't necessarily given our squad enough options to be able to switch out the formation like that. Um, so going back to the game yesterday in the second half, we did we we did dominate the second half really in terms of chances and um, we did play well again. I mean that's kind of a running theme this season where we've gone behind and then we've we've pinned the opposition back in the second half and, and dominated the second half in terms of shots and shots on target and expected goals and chances. But again, we didn't actually manage to score yesterday. Um, we did have a number of good chances, uh, starting off with a good goal mouth scramble, which came from a corner, um, which there was maybe three or four shots from. I think there was some appeals in the away end for a handball. It was very difficult to tell whether it had come off a, come off a hand or not. Um, but the best chance of the game probably fell to push gas again, Matt. And uh, I guess the question is becoming... What do you do with a player like George Puskas? Um, well, it, on on the chance first off, you, you know it, it was it was golden. If that if if there was a chance for him to break break his goal drought, it would have been that. Um, and and I think you know so, so, some some people I think said that he was trying to take a touch and shoot, but he he just got his feet all wrong. I, like I, I don't think he went to take a touch. I think he went to hit it. I don't think I think maybe confidence meant that he didn't quite fo- follow it through enough he, he maybe thought the defender was getting there um because, because he seemed to only just miss it miss it the defender um but he, he he just got his feet all wrong he got the timing all wrong and he just spurned it hideously um i think with with him though what 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 he does give you is the movement because his movement to create the chance was fantastic it was mm-hmm. absolutely Definitely. fantastic and he he's doing all the right things. He is getting in positions. He 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 doesn't have a shot outside the box. I mean, he, he's I think he's got. I think we looked at the stats before before the podcast. He, he he's um. I think his expected goals. I think it was is the highest of anyone in the championship, and that's without pretty much any shots outside the box. He's doing everything right. Just whether it's a confidence thing, I think it's a bit strange that. He, he he was hit so hard on confidence after his fantastic start against Cardiff, um, but I do think he, he he's someone you've just got to persist with. I think almost depth for the time being, anyway, because I just think that there's no one else who's going to get in the positions that 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 Puskas is, who's got the movement that Puskas has, um, and that will, you know, create as many chances for himself as he will. You know, I can't see um, Zhao making the moves that he does. I can't see if you put Mate up there. I can't see him doing that. I can't see Boyer doing that, you know, and and and, and if you start looking even further down loader, he's not going to do that, you know. So I think he, you know, you've got to for the moment persist with him. There was always there was calls for Sam Baldock as well yesterday. So there's always that option as well. <laughs> we won't forget him. <laughs> um but 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 I think I think yeah I like I I can't see how you like he is he is missing chances and he's he's not doing his job effectively. But I but I can't at this stage, you know, I I, I think you just got to persist with him because once he gets that goal, you would hope his his confidence would start flowing. He'd be going through the motions better and he will start tucking away more chances because you can make an argument he he could easily have you know six seven goals already this season and probably should with the chances he's had. You know the amount of chances he's had on the edge of the six yard box. That he's put over um, chances that, that that he hasn't taken quite quickly enough and been closed down. Um, so yeah, I, I just I, I just think you, you've got to you, you've got to show him the confidence as a manager and and just say, look, you know, you are doing everything right, and I've a hundred percent faith in you that you're going to, you know, get that goal. Um, and it's the one thing that I didn't quite like about Gomez yesterday. He didn't even acknowledge him when he came off. Um, which I thought wouldn't, wouldn't, isn't going to help the situation at all, but um, but yeah, I just think you, you you've got to you've got to show him the confidence and um, and just j- just keep starting him for the moment. Yeah, I mean, again, as as you say, Pushgas missed from 
essentially what was in the six yard box and that was probably what the third fourth time this season where we've you've watched it back and you thought yeah that's that should be a goal you, you really shouldn't be missing from that kind of position um jordan i i from from your reaction i, I guess you probably kind of agree with matt that you can't really change him up and you've got to do push guess playing up front yeah completely um i, th- I think um I think the chance, it's, it's very easy when you look at uh, a chance that somebody misses and think, oh, what if such and such was in that position? What if Zhao was there or Boye was there or, or Meite was there? Um, and I just don't think that works because for me, Puskas is creating these chances with his movement and they're chances that nobody else would be getting on the end of. Um, now he's still missing them all, which isn't ideal, but I don't think, I think if you take him out of the side, you won't suddenly start seeing other players scoring those chances or missing those chances. You'll just stop seeing those chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely agree that for, for now we have to persist with him. Um, and, um, without putting too much pressure on his shoulders, I, I do really think that um, a lot of our sort of hopes for this season do sort of rest on his shoulders. Um, and that's, that is a lot of pressure. But I think the way this team is set up, um, he, he plays such a pivotal role in it in that I think I think almost everything we do um, in the formation, in, in the way we try and attack, is to give him really good chances um and he helps that with his movement and with his ability and his and his his runs um but i think we're so set up to try and create chances for this one guy and i think either he's going to start scoring a lot of goals um and we're going to do well or he's going to continue the way he's going right now and we're either going to really struggle or we're going to have to completely change the way we we set up um because I think it's it's kind of all about him at the moment um, in terms of what we're doing is about putting him in that sick yard box and having that ball come across and him hopefully putting it away. Um, and just at the moment, it's just not quite happening. But I think it will. I still I still think he will come good. And I'm still I'm still pretty confident that however many goals he scores, he will be our top scorer this season. So you can play still hold out hope for a little bit longer with with Pushkas. Um, as you say, he, the the games currently are kind of being set up for him to get the big chances, and uh, we did actually create a couple more chances in that second half yesterday. And um, Mate had a header in the back post, which was quite a quite a tough chance. I'm not really sure. Uh, not really sure. There's too much for us to to, to criticise Mate for there missing that. Um, and then the only other real chance that Reading created was very late on once uh, Lucas Boyer came on up front for George Puskas and he kind of created his own chance there at the end, uh, hitting the ball from about 20, 25 yards maybe, turning his man and hitting it with his left foot. And th- it was a good shot and good save by the keeper. And um, do, do you think we could end up seeing a, a pairing again of Boyer and Puskas there, Jordan? Or do, do you reckon we... We'll uh, see Pushkas maybe playing up front if you think we're going to end up with the four-two-three-one. I think we'll probably end up with one up front, but I, boy, I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, I, I've seen him, you know, a handful of times now, and um, his like first touch is like unbelievable, and um, he does things that just completely pick you off. Your seat. There was a ridiculous piece of skill yesterday where he sort of flicked it over the top of the defender's head and ran around and almost got in from doing it. And but then at the same time, you know, he'll take an amazing first touch and then he'll pass it out of play or he'll or he'll do something like ridiculous. Like I think if we ever get Lucas Boyer to click, you know, he could be anything he wants to be, um, and he could be one of the best players in the league. But you know, like with everybody, there's a reason why they're at Reading and not in the Premier League, you know. Um, so it's just about putting that together consistently. Uh, I think he's a really interesting option. I probably wouldn't start him 
still at the moment, particularly if we go to like one up front. Um, but I really liked what he gave us yesterday. And, and the other side he does give, and this is what he did at Fulham as well, which I thought was really good, is he is very energetic. He is very aggressive, sometimes too much so. He was frustratingly giving away a few silly fouls yesterday when we were building up some momentum. But he does give you that um, real pressing from the front that Pushkas doesn't. It's not really his game, but he doesn't. Zhao doesn't really. Mete does to a degree, but I sometimes think, despite being fast and tall and aggressive himself, Mete doesn't really have the, the agility to, to press against a team that can pass out, whereas Boye has got a little bit nippier, a little bit faster. Um, so I think he's a really interesting option to have. And I, I do think we do have really interesting options going forward. Um, and I want to see more from him and I want it to click. And when it does, I think he'll be a hell of a player. I think I think one of one of one of one of the things I I really wanted to see him in in a two originally next to Puskas because because I think some some of his link up play it, it's almost what Puskas has needed next to him because Zhao is a little bit too selfish to be to be to, to be a link up player to play him in next to him and Mate doesn't really have the technique to do it um, but but I think you can make a very equal case to to see him playing out on the wing as well um, I know when he was I think it was at, at Athens it was that last year it was playing a lot of time on on the left wing um I think that that could be a very interesting if you're going to do the 4-2-3-1 um personally I'd rather see him on a wing rather than Mate because he's got more he's he's got more ball control he's better he's 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 got 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 more of a cross in him he's more more of a technical player than just an outright brute power of a player that Mate is um but it, it He's definitely an interesting option, which which I do think, like like you say, once he starts clicking, he is going to be a fantastic player. But I think we said it, I think it was last week. Um, he, he's um, he's so nearly a brilliant player, so nearly. But how many players can you say are so nearly a brilliant player? I think uh, the yeah, boy is boy has everything for the first eighty percent of what you want him to do, and then that final twenty percent way too often lets him down and unfortunately I think that's probably what's going to preclude him from becoming you know a, potentially a Premier League player in the future or a top end championship player because he's just not consistent enough with his final final cross final pass shot whatever it is but there is some spark of potential there with Lucas Boye so that was a nice positive to see at the end of the game despite the loss with that loss, that is five losses in the last six now for Reading. And with Huddersfield winning 3-0 yesterday at home to Hull, and now they've got Danny Cowley under like under under their ten in his tenure at Huddersfield, they are slowly turning things round. And uh, we are now sitting in the bottom three for the first time this season. We are now only three points off the bottom of the league as well, with Stoke winning yesterday at Swansea in the last minute and things are probably coming a little bit precarious now for for Gomez and I mean if we just look at the reaction yesterday from EPR3 uh Darren do the honorable thing uh Harry rapidly losing faith Finley club statement incoming Paul enough is enough Johnny same old shit the the reaction is pretty it's pretty one-sided against Gomez currently like there's not that much in the way of of support for him people haven't really there's a, a small minority of people here who are, are you know coming against the players more than the uh the manager here so Fozzy wasting scoring chances Julian can't score goals loyal real goals win games the, the there's there is an element of, of people who are saying if we if we scored then Gomez isn't under pressure and I think to an extent, that is obviously true, but in football now, results mean everything. And if you're not getting results as a manager, then unfortunately, you're going to be the one who's who's under pressure. And um, Gomez is under pressure now. And we're coming into the international break in 22nd place, and there is a definite movement of fans who wouldn't complain, I think, if, if Gomez was to... Be given the sack, Matt. Um, yeah, well, I think we've been talking about it for for a good for a good 
couple of games now. Um, and I think I think now is the first time where 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 the support swing has gone over the fifty percent point. You could almost say um, for 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 um, a change to come into action. And I think the thing the thing that I keep looking at is that we're not any better. We we're not any better now than we were under Clement, under Stam. You know, we we've been here before, and it's it's getting it's almost getting boring, really. It's getting so boring and frustrating that we're having this this chat year after year after year after year. And it's like you want you do want that manager that that that's gonna stay here for you know years on end, become a club a club hero, legend. But um, I just think with 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 with, with what Gomez is doing. I mean, he, he did a fantastic job last season. I don't think you can you can deny him of that. The way he's united the club, um, and it's probably given him slightly more time this year than 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 other managers might have had. We had Paul Clement this year. You might have seen fans turning on him slightly earlier. Um, but I just think everything from the the ta- the tactical the tactical decisions he's making, some of the substitutions, um, especially. Um, a few games back, um, you know, questions questions have to be asked, um, and his his record is woeful. There's no other way you can really put it. Um, and we're in 22nd place, um, and the rest of the league is pulling away from us. There, there's, you, you know, there, there's starting to become that gap now. There's, it's interesting how the the table's developing. You've got quite a cluster of clubs from about. 14th 13th up that are about a couple of points off the playoffs but then we if 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 we if if we now win we're only getting to about 19th place um you know a gap a gap is really starting to really starting to appear and everyone says obviously international breaks the prime time for switches managerial switches um but it is it's, it's it's getting I wouldn't. I, it, it, I wouldn't say hostile. It's not getting hostile, but it, that there's a lot of, like I say, there's a lot of fans who wouldn't be disappointed if he if he was to go tomorrow. I think. Jordan, which side do you come down on? Is this a, a Gomez in, Gomez out, or are you Gomez not really sure still? I'm. I'm still Gomez in. Um, and I. But it's not. It's not all down to what he's doing to be honest i think i think whether you're gomez in you're gomez out i think as a fan base we are pretty tired of um the constant churn of managers even those who even those who think you know they're not a fan of his they think he needs to be replaced i'm sure they're sick of us constantly changing manager every every year um i can't help but like look across at Bristol City with a bit of envy um, at sort of the situation they're in and 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 the manager they've got, um, and not so much the manager they've got, you know, in Lee Johnson, good player, good manager, but um, more just that club just feels very stable at the moment. Um, and look, hey, they might go again this year and and not quite make the playoffs, and I'm sure their fans will be quite annoyed. But I'm sure we'd all rather be sitting here about missing out on playoffs for the third time rather than scraping a relegation battle for the third time. Um, so honestly, if you could, and 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 on Bristol, you know, they obviously had to weather quite a bad storm with Johnson. There was a lot of 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 Bristol City fans desperate for him to go at that point, and the club kept faith with him and, and that eventually um you know he turned that situation racing around brilliantly and there's no guarantee that that's going to happen with Gomez you know I still have huge questions about how good a manager he actually is I think it's funny like I think he's probably done more good off the pitch than on the pitch in terms of the, the fan base and I think you're completely right that's that's definitely bought him a lot of goodwill this this summer was um you know, we we probably all fall into the same traps. I certainly do. Of every summer, regardless of how bad the season was before, I you know you start getting excited and you you start to sort of dream bigger than you're probably going to going to happen. But um, this summer was a really really good one. Um, and what happened 
and what he did at the tail end of last season was a big part of that. So if you could give me a buy for this season, you could say we'd, we'd definitely stay in the league. I'd keep him because even though I think just surviving isn't good enough with the squad we've got, we should be looking better. If you could tell me that, you know, Gomez would be going into, you know, his third season essentially next year, I think that just gives us, puts us in the type of stable position I want our club to be in. Um, and I want us to not be talking about that constant upheaval of, of managers because we've got to break this cycle somehow. Um, it's difficult for sure because relegation is, you know, a game changer. But um, if we can just work our way up to like mid table and just limp through this whole season but keep our manager for longer than a year, I, I'd take that probably. Keep keep them, uh, staying in the league, or is it, you know, are the expectations too too high for you to keep them there? I'm, I don't think it's a case of expectations being too high. Um, I just think result results have been results have just been woeful. And there's, you know, some 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 people say, you know, it's so close to it's so close to clicking. It was so close to clicking under Clement, um, and. You know, we, you, you know, there were so many times in his in his last month, month and a half, where you know we we were only a goal away. We we had the chances, you know, and 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 it and it's it's almost falling under the same the same format as 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 his tenure almost. Apart from Gomez is a lot more cleverer with his words, um, because obviously what 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 he was saying yesterday about about loving Reading, you know, he's it, got a special place in his heart. That's all brilliant to hear, and I want to hear that from my manager. I think the the quote I read yesterday online from somebody was that Gomez is a salesman. <laughs> well, he 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 is, and you know, and 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 in a way, it, it it's almost guilt tripping you as a fan because because he is the nicest guy. He he is the 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 nicest guy, and and he's one that you want, you know. Apart from a club legend to come over and take over your club and take you to fantastic places, he's the kind of manager that 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 you'd want to have at your club and to have at your club for years. But at the end of the day, we we are sat in twenty second. You cannot ignore the facts. And people say, oh, you know, we're playing so well. We're only really playing well when we're behind under under Gomez that there, there hasn't really been a game where we've taken taken the game by the scruff of the neck and made things happen and I think that's one of the main problems that I'm having with him at the moment um it all seems to be game situation football under Gomez reactive football you know we're not doing anything on the front foot and I I, I want to see it change but I at the moment I just cannot see it changing um and I think if 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 he if he was gone tomorrow, which you know no one really wants to be happening, you wouldn't be able to make a case really against it. Really, um, one small thing I would say um, is I never think I never think the argument that ah oh, that there's what better manager would you get? I never think that's a reason why somebody should keep their job. No. Um, it doesn't it doesn't stand up. But but what I would say is I I. I don't really have much faith in in these owners, in this board, in 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 the decision makers at the club, um, getting the next choice right. If we look at the sort, it only sort of dawned on me um, relatively recently. If you sort of just think about the last few managers we've had, you know, Gomez came out of nowhere, and I think most of us were pretty worried when we looked at his Wikipedia and saw how many clubs he'd had. You know, Clement. You could make a case to say he was sort of like a youngish, up and coming British manager, but you know, after he flopped with us, you look at it and you go, "Why, why, why was he the choice?" Stam, you know, despite the the playoff season, was a big risk um, to pick as a manager, um, and I think the the jury's still out on 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 him, and we'll see how he gets on in the future. Um, you know, Clark before that, and. I don't think many clubs would be jealous of any of the managers we've had for for years. And I 
and like whilst I you know I would there are managers I look around in the football league even that I would be tempted with but even now like a lot of them have already moved and a lot of them have now found jobs and you're now talking about dropping quite low or, or, or being excited about the job somebody's doing but they've only been in the job a little while and I do I just, I, have faith that they they pick the right choice I do I do kind of think that I do kind of think that you say about a manager or pe- people being out there isn't a reason to to get rid of someone. I don't think having no one out there is a reason to keep a manager in, in in the same way as well. Because if you're talking about a manager potentially going, that's saying a lot about what he's done or what he hasn't done. And I think that to keep to keep someone for the sake of the fact there's no one else out there, you know, there's always people out there, money money talks at the end of the day you know there's there's people out there you just need to find them and find the right person for for your club i think both ways the debate can probably go back and forth here and uh hours it's an, it, yes in hours exactly it's an interesting one and i guess it's one that we're going to see the result of over the next few weeks with the international break um obviously reading haven't got a game next weekend we will be back with the main pod yeah i know there's it's a fine feeling we we probably won't lose next saturday we'll now we're beaten for a week uh, so that that's nice the podcast won't be back next weekend with a reading game however we will be doing a long form with uh jack win stanley dave stevens myself and paul will be back hosting a show at some point next week i'm not sure what day it will be um but keep a lookout for that in your podcast feed next week and uh yeah until then, thanks, Matt and Jordan, for joining me this morning. Thank and uh, I hope everybody enjoys the international break while uh, while we can. And fingers crossed that the next set of games after the international break are a little bit different. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.